Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 25th of September, 2023. In InfoSec news this week, Google has assigned a new CVE identification, or CVE 2023-5129, to a LibWeb security vulnerability exploited as a zero-day in attacks and patched two weeks ago. The company initially disclosed this flaw as a Chrome weakness and tracked it as CVE 2023-4863, rather than assigning it to the open-source LibWeb library used to encode and decode images in the WebP format. This zero-day bug was jointly reported by Apple Security Engineering and Architecture, also known as SEER, and the Citizen Lab at the University of Toronto's Monk School on Wednesday, September the 6th, and it was fixed by Google less than a week later. The decision to tag it as a Chromebug caused confusion within the cybersecurity community, prompting questions regarding Google's choice to categorize it as a Google Chrome issue rather than identifying it as a flaw in LibWeb. However, it has now been assigned another CVE identifier, CVE 2023-5129, marking it as a critical issue in LibWeb with a maximum 10 out of 10 severity rating. This change has significant implications for any other projects using the LibWeb open source library. Now officially recognized as a LibWeb flaw, this involves a heap buffer overflow in WebP impacting Google Chrome versions prior to the update three weeks ago. The vulnerability resides within the Huffman coding algorithm used by LibWeb for lossless compression and enabling attackers to execute out-of-bounds memory writes using maliciously crafted HTML pages. This type of exploit can have severe consequences, from crashes to arbitrary code execution and unauthorized access to sensitive information. The reclassification of this flaw as a LibWeb vulnerability holds particular importance due to its initially going unnoticed as a potential security threat for numerous projects using that library, including 1Password, Signal, Safari, Mozilla Firefox, Microsoft Edge, Opera, and the native Android web browsers. The revised critical rating underscores the importance of promptly addressing the security vulnerability, which is now being tracked under multiple CVEs with different severity ratings across platforms to ensure users' data security. And security researchers have identified infrastructure belonging to a threat actor which is now being tracked as Shadow Syndicate, who likely deployed seven different ransomware families in attacks over the past year. Group IB analysts have been working together with Bridewell and independent researchers to attribute with various degrees of confidence Shadow Syndicate's use of the Quantum, Nakaya, Black Cat or ALF5, Clop, Royal, Cactus and Play ransomware families in multiple breaches observed since July last year. Based on these findings, researchers believe that the threat actor could be an initial access broker, or IAB, although evidence suggests that the Shadow Syndicate is an affiliate for multiple randomware operations. The researchers base their conclusions on a distinct SSH fingerprint discovered on 85 distinct servers, most of them tagged as Cobalt Strike command and control machines. The team of researchers relied on various tools for this investigation, including discovery engines such as Shodan and Census, along with various OSINT techniques. This allowed them to discover an extensive Shadow Syndicate footprint. Looking at these servers, identified based on the SSH fingerprint, the researchers, quote, came across eight different Cobalt Strike watermarks or license keys. The eight Cobalt Strike servers communicated with Cactus, Royal, Quantum, Nakoya, Play, Clop, and Black Cat ransomware deployed on various victim networks. The researchers also discovered Cobalt Strike configurations deployed on two servers, but only one of them on a machine featuring the Shadow Syndicate fingerprint. 
In some attacks, the group used the Sliver penetration tool, which was previously regarded as a potential replacement for Cobalt Strike. Other tools seen in the Shadow Syndicate's attacks include the Iced ID malware loader, the Matanbukas malware as a service loader, and the Meterpreter Metasploit payload. Analysis of Cobalt Strike C2 parameters, such as detection date, watermarks, or sleep time settings, helped to produce high-confidence evidence that links the Shadow Syndicate group to Quantum, Nakoya, and ALF-5. Specifically, the analysts linked the servers to a Quantum attack from September last year, three Nakoya attacks from quarter four last year, and an ALF-5 attack from February this year. The group mentioned collaborating parties had found additional evidence which connects the Shadow Syndicate with less confidence to Ryuk, Conti, Trickbot, Royal Klopp, and Play malware operations. For Klopp particularly, the report mentions that at least 12 IP addresses formerly linked to the notorious ransomware operation were transferred to Shadow Syndicate since August 2022 and are now being used for Cobalt Strike. Despite the many findings which suggest a potential connection, a high-confidence direct link between Shadow Syndicate and Klopp does remain elusive. According to the publishers of the report, they conclude that Shadow Syndicate is likely an affiliate working with various ransomware-as-a-service or RAS operations. However, additional evidence is needed to fully support this theory. Thank you very much for listening to the Tally and Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.